Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com with another fun episode where I'm going to be talking about uh, ethics. In this video, I want to talk about a debate that you always hear. This is the debate between utilitarian ethics versus deontological ethics. And first, let's just define these two things so we can understand sort of where I'm coming at as I have this discussion. So... Utilitarian ethics are basically setting your ethical code by determining what is ethical by basically utility, basically saying, okay, um, what is ethical is what creates the most utility or good, basically the most measurable desired outcome. That's a utilitarian sort of ethics. And then we'll get into the critiques of both of these afterwards. A, deonto a deontological ethic is more like, okay, there's these certain rules that are just the right rules to follow for whatever reason. Could be because some higher power said these are the rules, so you follow them because, you know, God said so, or you follow the rules because there's a certain principle you're following, but there are rules um, that you follow no matter what because you believe that if everyone just follows these rules lockstep, that that is a better world but the consequences aren't what matters so the the consequence to you the you basically your consequence and you following those rules is irrelevant to the fact that you follow the rules okay so it's more of like saying hey we have a set of rules that we believe are the right rules and the consequences don't matter you just follow those rules okay um and you oftentimes hear people like debate this and saying, oh, utilitarianism is bad or deontological uh, rules are bad. And, you know, he's saying basically kind of having this debate that only one of these is right. And I'm going to challenge that because at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself sort of what is the, the, the purpose of ethics um, or what is the purpose of the debate? And this is the problem with a lot of people when they have these kind of philosophical debates is that their intention of what is good or bad, right or wrong, isn't very clear, okay? You need to define sort of what your metrics are here. So I, at least from my perspective, to me, ethics are important to the extent that it allows more, most people as possible to have as, to be as free as possible, to grant them the most amount of individual autonomy, uh, individual liberty, and give them the greatest possibility of living a life that they feel is worth living. Not the life that I think they, I think they should have. Not what I think is worth living, but what they think is li worth living on their own terms. Okay, and you can see how adhering to either one of these can easily kind of get in the way of that. In the sense that if you have a pure utilitarian point of view, you... Then you run into situations where suddenly what gives the most benefit for the greatest number of people re requires you to sacrifice people. Okay, in the sense that, well, you know, we're uh, so basically, let's say you have, you, you know, you're a group of 10 people and, you know, there's only enough food for seven of you to survive. The utilitarian point of view would just say, okay, well, then three of you need to die. So that way there's enough food for the other seven to survive. Because more people will survive than die in that situation versus if maybe if you guys fight or try to ration the food, you know, not everyone's going to survive because there won't be enough for seven people to survive. There may be enough for five to survive when it's all said and done as people begin to die off.
but then what happens is that who decides who those three people are and who starts putting a value in life and whatnot. So you, you start crossing these lines that are, that are, that are very questionable. Okay, and then on a small scale, you might be thinking, well, in that case, you kind of should probably sacrifice the three people. Um, but when you start doing this in grander scales and much more complex situations, it becomes a lot, lot more controversial to sit there and say, okay, hey, we're going to kill a whole bunch of people because it's for the greater good. It's not for the greater good of those people who just got killed. Okay, so you are you're putting in a situation where you 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 near you are near like playing God with people's lives. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean the consequences don't matter, that, that that shouldn't be a factor, that the fact, okay, what is the best outcome possible? Like, what is the decision that gives the most good for the most amount of people? But there's got to be some barriers in, in a sense. And then if we go to the, well, if we go to the complete opposite, where there is where the outcome does not matter, what matters is the adherence to the rules. So this is this is what you see, in sort of very strict fundamentalist religious sects, where they kind of isolate themselves because they don't want people to be exposed to not their rules, because then people will question their rules, and then oftentimes people might die because they don't get access to medicine because the rules say, hey, you can't you can't do medicine, so you die. Okay. That's just what, you know, what God said, okay? And it's not a question of whether God does or doesn't exist. I'm not having that debate. That's, I generally just don't participate in that discussion. You know, I, my personal view is just be, a, be as good as possible, okay? And you're covered either way. But, um, but at the same time, again, when you have these strict rule sets, you can see where no, basically you're no longer not maximizing benefit, but you're actually creating sort of a negative impact because, um, you know, you, you, create a, you create a situation where people are actually doing things that are, you know, hurting themselves. Okay, we, we, again, taking a look at sort of very strict fundamentalist acts. And you, you basically look, find the most fundamentalist version of any religion. You'll know what I'm talking about versus sort of not talking about like the, your more modern versions of any religion that are just sort of more adapted into modern times. Um, and that's kind of, kind of an example the opposite, okay, where it's less about the consequence, but it's all purely about, okay, here's the rules, you have to follow the rules, okay. And I'll examine it kind of, kind of so the flaw, so there's a flaw with that. So in my view, so the idea is you need both, okay? You generally do want to try to f make decisions that are going to maximize good. And again, you get into this question, sort of what do you define as good, okay? Um, and this also gets into, so utilitarian, like you sit there saying you sometimes have goals or sometimes values that conflict with each other. So basically, you know, preventing... Um, Preventing this type of death might conflict with preventing this type of death. And you may sit there and make your decision based on which one minimizes the particular type of death, but you don't realize that you're not necessarily minimizing another. So, like, there isn't a perfect way to sort of measure utility. And there are lines you don't want to cross. And this is why you do need some level sort of deontological ethics, some, some level of rules that you just don't break. Whether that is, you know, and that's like the idea of, like, at least within me, within like a libertarian more ethic, so the idea where prop where kind of property rights get sort of a has a sort of more of a deontological tinge, because despite saying that hey I can't hurt your body I can't take your stuff, and just making that sort of a hard fast rule I think puts a 
there's nothing inherent about it. Like, I don't think, okay, hey, God said this property rights. But it's a hard and fast rule that puts enough of a barrier on a utilitarian perspective that you can still assess and try to seek the most utility maximizing choices and whatnot within your sphere, but without necessarily crossing lines where you are hurting people um, without their consent. So to me, it's a balance, okay, in the sense that, again, it, to me, it doesn't really feel ethical if you, if you just do things that make things worse because you're following a set of rules. But there, but there needs to be a barrier to which when you assess what is good, you've crossed the line. And property rights to me are pretty damn good line. And that line is, for the most part, in, in a sense, arbitrary in a absolute sense, but it's in line with a lot of aspects of human nature, human behavior, um, aligned with sort of economic concepts and whatnot. It's aligned with a lot of other things that makes it just sort of, it just makes sense. Okay, I'm not trying to argue that this is some sort of absolutely correct thing. It just works and makes sense. Cool. So that's sort of, again, the difference between like deontological ethics and utilitarianism and sort of the critiques of them. And again, the, the issues with both is like, you know, how how bad can things get or how bad are you are you going to allow things to become in the in in favor of strictly adhering to a set of rules? And two, you know, what lines are you willing to cross in order to maximize value? And what should what is maximizing how you define that? And again, and these are the issues with sort of utilitarianism. And this is also the issue with a lot of political policy discussions that oftentimes, you know, busybodies, they become very myopic of optimizing sort of one metric. Okay, we're going to try to minimize, get rid of all, you know, let's say access to healthcare. We just want everyone to have healthcare, but this ignores all sorts of other metrics are as far as the quality of the healthcare people are getting, uh, the affordability of the healthcare that they are getting, um, the, the promptness of which they get service. And all these goals aren't necessarily complementary. Okay, providing more access might affect timeliness of service, might affect cost of service. You know, reducing cost of service might reduce access to service, services and whatnot. There's all these sort of conflicting things you may want to maximize, and you can't necessarily maximize them all. You know, and, the, and the, there are people who do take these things into consideration. And this is where you start getting to, like, thoughts of, like, per, opt, Pareto optimality, where basically you, 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 you move things around, but at the end of the day, everything is better than it was before versus less bad than it was before, but it's hard. It's impossible. There's too many sort of things going on for any kind of bureaucrat to be able to kind of perfectly measure. And that's another flaw with utilitarianism, which is why it's important to have those barriers. But again, the barriers in themselves shouldn't be the only thing. So hopefully this gave you one, a better idea of sort of how I look at ethics um, as a libertarian and just as an individual. And a better understanding of these terms, deontological and utilitarian, and uh, a, a, you know, just a, a framework to think about these issues and uh, hopefully spurred you thinking about your own opinions and the way you look at things and whatnot. So my name is Alex Merced. I have a lot more thoughts on all these issues. You can always find over there at alexmerced.com on my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Um, but thank you guys very much. Have a great day and enjoy. Subscribe to this podcast over there on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or if you saw this on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And yeah, ciao. Bye.